Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Brian's Toys. At Brian'sToys.com, you can find Star Wars toys and collectibles from 1977 to the present. Brian's Toys has it all, from vintage toys and action figures right up to the latest releases. And when checking out, be sure to say you were referred to Brian's Toys by Star Wars Action News. So go check out the world's largest selection of Star Wars toys at Brian'sToys.com. listening to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and updates, helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other Star Wars Action News listeners, and much more, including information on how you can be part of the show. Hello and welcome to another edition of Star Wars Action News. I'm Marjorie. And I'm Arnie. Got a big show this week. We've got some new Hasbro figures to review. We've got the Ginger Prince and we've got a prize winner. A prize winner? Yeah, you know that week that we weren't here? It turns out they gave away stuff. Man, I can't let those guys do anything anymore. I can't leave them alone. <laughs> Where check the liquor cabinet. Wait, who has a liquor cabinet anymore? It's called a <laughs> put in your kitchen cabinet. Well, to start off, we'll talk about what's on everybody's tongue, or maybe not. It depends on how... Don't eat them! That's wrong! You're not supposed to eat them. Depends on how obsessive you are, but the Build-A-Droids certainly have a contingent of the collecting population in a frenzy. Our friend Jedi Yoda 7 from the forums went down with his wife Sarah to Disney World this past weekend, and he told me he was going to get me some, but when he got there... 90 minute wait just to get to the Build-A-Droid. That's insane. Are they going to start doing fast passes for the Build-A-Droid? And then he told me that they were out of a lot of parts. You couldn't get whole droids is what I'm reading on the forums. You couldn't get whole droids? You'd have to get like a red leg with a purple body because they were running out of parts. (laughs) Perhaps Disney underestimated the popularity of this. But we have... More friends going down. Darth Daddy's going down in just a couple of weeks for Star Wars Weekend, so we'll wait for his report to see if he had better luck than Jedi Yoda 7, who I don't blame him. Unless you're going to Disney just for these droids, which, as I said last week, I think is ridiculous, because you can get them on eBay. Admittedly, it's $350 or $400 for 10 droids, but that's still cheaper than airfare. Yes, however... On eBay, you can't ride Star Tours over and over and over again. But that's the thing, is if you went and there was a 90-minute wait for these droids, then you're not going to be able to do these other things at the park. So True. I don't know. I'm waiting for Celebration, if I have to, to go in and get what parts I can. Strangely, I'm just not stressed over these droids. I want them, but I'm not, like, clawing at my legs for them. I just have this feeling that because Disney is being so cagey about... Whether or not they'll be at Disneyland after Star Wars weekends and the fact that they're holding back parts and everything. I just feel like this is one of those things that I'll have time for. Yeah, you could be. You never know. And if they're available at Disneyland when we're at Comic-Con, maybe we will skip that Saturday because Saturday is not fun at Comic-Con. It never has been. It's insane wall-to-wall people 
People are literally on top of you because there's so many people. I'll put it in perspective. Disneyland seems... Less crowded? Sparse. Yeah. Compared to Comic-Con on a Saturday. So. And the fact that everything just moves in one big swarm. You know when you look at like a bee's hive and they're just like moving in this swarm? That's what it looks like at Comic-Con. So maybe we will go to Disneyland. If they have it, and especially if they have the sculpt you in carbonite. And if not... Well, there's always celebration, and again, like I said, we'll probably be going the Wednesday before celebration, because I figure once celebration starts and everybody's gotten down there, the line for the Build-A-Droid an hour and a half may seem small by comparison. (laughs) Maybe they'll have a different way of controlling it. I still like what Curto and I kind of just speculated on last week. Maybe they'll bring Build-A-Droid to Celebration. Maybe they'll have it at the Celebration. Let's hope they announce that before Comic-Con, so I don't have to go to Disneyland. You got that wonderful Disneyland rash last time, the walking rash from the heat on the cement. Yeah, that was not fun. Well, I thought I had bed bugs. Yeah, that was not fun. That was a panicked weekend. Speaking of Celebration. Yeah, speaking of Celebration, we're going to have a little party again, and it's going to be Thursday night, the first Thursday of Celebration. At 7.30, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We started selling tickets for this last week, and I am so happy that people who have gone to our previous parties just have jumped at coming again. We have sold already more tickets for our Celebration 6 party than we sold for our entire Celebration 4 party. Holy moly. Yeah. That one was legendary, though. Well, because it was up on the hotel roof with the heaters. This is going to be the same place at the Embassy Suites. So it's going to be air conditioned, which is what you want in Orlando. Now, there's two Embassy Suites. Yes. Ours is the one on International Drive. It is a con hotel. So yes. there will be shuttles from the convention center that will take you to the hotel at the end of the con. But it's also walking distance. It's like a half mile or something like that, isn't it? It's very short Assuming that the temperatures aren't ungodly hot, and if the temperatures are ungodly hot, take the shuttle. Yes, carpool. We start at 7.30 and go to 11, giving you a little bit more time to head back to your room, drop off your purchases. Well, I decided also that sleep is overrated at Celebration and Comic-Con, so we're going to go to 11 because we're just that cool like spinal tap also. But I want to be able to have a lot of fun because it seemed like it ended early. It did seem- I had this foolish notion that I could sleep. I don't know what <laughs> I was thinking. We're still working out some of the details and there will be some surprises there. There will also be prizes there. Yes. We're working on all of that. We got our first firm prize this week. Can't wait to announce exactly what it is coming from Backstage Toys. So it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Tickets are on sale now. You can find the link from the banner at our homepage at SWActionNews.com. And we are doing this once again like we did last time with YakFace.com. Jason and the fellows over there. So you can also find the link from YakFace.com. And thanks to all the sites out there who have been posting about it. Everyone who's been posting on their Facebook page. And what I love is where someone who's been part of our Star Wars Action News community for years, who I know their name of and things, buy tickets for other people who they're going with who are just friends who may not know about our parties, but they're like, come to the party, it's a good time, you can win some stuff, and so that more people come. And we're looking at possibly having some special guests this far out. Everything's a little bit in flux, but we are got the room booked, got the food, got a lot of stuff in motion, and of course, 
as we've done since Celebration 4, the exclusive t-shirt that you could only get at the party. That is true. We have held to our word, and none of those have escaped the party, ever. We gave one away as a prize, but none have ever been available anyplace else for, at uh, the breakfast at San Diego Comic-Con. But moving on to the store report this week. Few stores that you should be hitting on your toy runs in the next week. The Sunday ads before Memorial Day showed Target having buy one, get one half off your Star Wars toys. And Toys R Us matched them on that same sale, but even better off buying it at Target because that's a little less money. If you can find anything to buy anywhere. Yes. You know, these days with Star Wars, especially vintage collection figures, but figures of any type, you don't often get to choose where you buy. Kind of a better deal for the troop builders, especially if you want to troop build Queen Amidala. Why would you want to troop build Queen Amidala, Arnie? Not sure why. How about Ben Quadraneros? Would you like an army of Ben Quadraneros? So all these people screaming for Ben Quadraneros and how everybody would buy him. He's now warming pegs in my area, at least. I don't know if it's that they just shipped too many. He was hard to find at first. But it seems like the sell-through lately hasn't been that good. I can still find, I think, all of the Discover the Force figures at Walmart, too. Even the ones that were initially I had to scramble for, like that droid. Now, they're just still at Walmarts and nothing new, just lots of old stuff. And speaking of old stuff, if you head to Kmart, they have, according to Jedi Temple Archives, a nationwide markdown on that exclusive B-Wing, which... God, I bought that months and months ago, <laughs> but... Here's the thing. You can't depend on anything sticking around in a store, or you can't depend on it being replenished ever. You're just... If you see it, buy it. That's just what you have to live on. If it, you're a completist like me and have to have it. Yeah, or if it's something you really want. Not everyone has to be a completionist. True. But right now, if you were on the fence about it and thought it was too expensive, if your store has any left, they're down to fourteen ninety nine. They probably have eight price stickers on them. Kmart loves price stickers in 2012. A little goo gone goes a long way. Yeah. But speaking of price stickers, I actually bought some price stickered items this week at Tuesday morning. I went over there and braved the junk shop. <laughs> it is a junk shop. It really is. But you never know what you'll find there. Last week, we had the report from Justin, our co-host over at Marvelicious Toys, that he was finding some really hard-to-find vintage figures at Tuesday morning. Well, on Tuesday morning, I got a text from Scott from Tulsa telling me that he not only found some vintage figures, but an Ultarama stand. That's random. Completely and utterly random. It almost makes me wonder if it's like that time somebody returned a steering column to, to Walmart, where they didn't even buy it at Walmart, but they just take back anything. If That happens. It's easier than arguing with the customer. Having worked at Target when I was in college, they will literally take back anything as long as the person's not causing a scene. And once they start causing a scene, they're going to take it back anyway. So. Well, that's changed in the past yeah. 20 years, especially with the internet and everything, where people start faking things and claiming web pages. The amount of fraud, especially retail fraud, has just exploded, so they're not willing to take as much back. But I immediately hit our only Tuesday morning. And I did find Vintage Figure. <laughs> vintage Figure, Arnie? Vintage Figure, the Attack of the Clones Obi-Wan that has been staring at me at so many stores for feels like a year, maybe longer, <laughs> is now at Tuesday morning. But this shows they did have others. I just got there a little bit too late. They did not have an Ultarama stand. We're not going to do that crazy tour of Tuesday mornings again, are we? Because that was the worst 
store hall ever and the most frustrating because one, every time you walk in, it's like the Salvation Army, but with new stuff. <laughs> and second of all, oh my gosh, they're so frustrating. I thought about it. I did think about it. But given that the next Tuesday mornings are a couple hours drive away, it just didn't seem worth it, especially since I only had the one report of the Ultarama stand, which is what drove me more than the vintage figures, which I had because I was in Brian's Toys, one of every figure club. So there would have just been openers or spares. But I did find some stuff that I did pick up at Tuesday morning. There were some great bargains. If you have a Tuesday morning in your area and you want some cheap Star Wars toys, I do recommend you go. First, I found some battle packs, the three-figure battle packs that just came out a few months ago. I found the Cad Bane Escape that had Ahsoka... Anakin and Cad Bane in Clone Trooper outfit for $9.99. Giant price sticker, but $9.99. And then the Capture of the Droids, which had Cad Bane in his normal outfit, and his not his Clone Trooper disguise. Toto 360, and then R2-D2 and C-3PO, also for $9.99. And then I decided I'd troop build a little bit. They had some of the deluxe figures and the mini rigs, depending on what you want to call them. They had the ATRT and the Bark Speeder Bike with the clones, $9.99 a piece, which is a perfect price for those. And the reason why I hold off on so many of these is because last year I lucked out and found a bunch of them at TJ Maxx. Now I'm finding them at Tuesday morning. If you don't have them, it's a good price to get them. If you do have them, it's a good price to troop build. But yeah, if you're looking for a mint on card, you might want to pick up a little Gugon with that <laughs> because I tried to peel off one of those price stickers. No, not going too well. No, they're like put on with super industrial glue. But that wasn't the only deal I found this week. I have been hitting stores crazy busy because I keep seeing the reports. New figures are out there. Toys R Us, new figures are out there. Target, new figures are out there. Walmart, new figures are out there. They're not in the system, but they're <laughs> out there. They're not in our stores either. So I've been hitting Walmart all the time. We have three Walmarts. I've worked kind of a crazy schedule this past week. I've been at Walmart at 3 a.m. I've been at Walmart at 5 a.m. I've been at Walmart at 7 a.m., 3 p.m. Same Walmart one day, four trips. No sign of any new figures of any kind. And I did find something, though. And it kind of excited me because I mentioned before, back at New York Comic Con last year, perhaps the most exciting news to me was that the Star Wars Titaniums were returning. You are very excited. You love that line. I really do. And I got the first wave right at Toys R Us when all these new toys were hitting. But the second wave had eluded me until I was at Walmart recently. And I was really excited because the second wave of titaniums is ships that I like a little bit better. It's more original trilogy. We've got one pack that has Luke Skywalker, Snowspeeder, the Millennium Falcon, and an AT-AT. These look much better than they used to. Maybe it's the new packaging. I don't know, but... I think the packaging is doing it a lot of good. It doesn't have that weird dome. Oh my gosh, that drove me nuts because they don't stack, they roll, and they got scratched up so bad. And the cardboard on the back would often get... Have errors? Not, it would bend a lot because of yeah. the shape of the plastic. I think it's just the packaging. To me, the paint jobs on these look pretty equivalent to what we've seen before. It could be just because I haven't seen them in a very long time. The second set, more iconic vehicles, Luke Skywalker's X-Wing, the Death Star, and a TIE Advanced Starfighter, or Darth Vader's TIE Fighter. Did we have the Death Star before? We did, didn't it? Yes. Yeah, and it'd roll off all the time, didn't it? It did. I had one at my desk at work and one at home, and that thing would roll, roll, roll. 
And then a third one, a good Return of the Jedi set with the A-Wing, the B-Wing, and your classic flat-wing TIE Fighter. A bunch of nice ships. Put nice them in my car. Classic. Yeah, exactly. Original trilogy, hitting me where I live. But then I saw the price tag on them. They have gone up in price. When the last ones came out, I paid about 25 a set for them at Toys R Us. And they didn't sell through. I overpaid because now they're down to about seventeen forty nine at Toys R Us. And that's through the second of next month. I've been looking at that clearance and I've been checking the Toys R Us's to see if they'd get the second wave in at the price. Well, I tried Walmart. It Wave 1 was 25 at Toys R Us. That, in my mind, puts it at like a 22 23 Walmart price. At Walmart, these were $29.98 a set. Yikes! That's a ridiculous amount of inflation for these. It's up to $10 per vehicle. And if they were new vehicles, I would have done it. But what hurt me most is these are all repacks. And they're repacks of some of my favorite vehicles, which means I've already bought two or three of each of those. I know I have three of those Death Stars already because I have one mint in package, one that I was displaying at home, and one that I was displaying on my desk at work. I have at least three Millennium Falcons. I have at least three X-Wings. I have at least four AT-ATs, and they came with the bases. I have an AT-AT on my desk at work, plus several in storage here. I had so many of these copies of these vehicles, that's not even counting the battle packs that have come before. The Death Star came in one of those multi-packs, too. Yeah, I remember that. It came in the long, skinny one, didn't it? Yeah, and I'm sure some of these others have. I'd have to go back and research exactly which ones. But it's just killing me that, A, they're on clearance at Toys R Us, and B, I have all these ships, and C, I have numerous copies of at least two-thirds of the ships in these packs. 30 a pack, $100 after sales tax, 100 bucks. I put them back on the shelf. I admire you for that. You made sense for once. I just couldn't do it. it the Strangely, the prequel trilogy ships in Wave 1 that I don't like as much, I was able to justify more because I knew I only had one of most of them. But here, I've already got so many duplicates, and I'm not really a mint and package titanium collector. The ones I have mint and package are simply because I didn't have a place to collect them yet, and for the ones I was opening, I wanted to make sure if there was damage or something because it wasn't in its final home that I still had the mint and package one. So I'm walking up to check out, and then it hits me. Walmart price matches. So I scurry on back and I grab the three. You scurry? I scurry because there was only one of each of these sets. So I had to scurry to get them in case somebody else was hitting the toy aisle right then Uh, at 520. Of course, there is someone else at 520 in Springfield, Illinois that wants to get those silly toys. Exactly. But I take them up and I'm Googling on the way. I know for a fact, because I've been hitting Toys R Us daily, they're on sale at Toys R Us for $17.49. I can't find their weekly ad online. There's like a four-page flyer on their site. It does not have the titaniums in it. But I find the Toys R Us webpage where I can order one of the packs for $17.49. So I go up, and I talk to the store clerk. I'm buying some other stuff anyway. And I say, I need to do a price match on these. And she pulls out this big binder of ads. and flips through from beginning to end and then talks to another clerk. They didn't have the Toys R Us ad. Not that I know for a fact if it was in the ad or not. I don't remember if... The previous week, they had put the titanium specifically in their ad. But I know for a fact they're on sale. They won't budge. They don't have the ad, so they can't say whether it's in there or not. Since they don't have the ad, they will not do an online price match. I asked if there was anything they could do, and they just looked at me like they did not want to be dealing with me that early in the morning. They were not going to help me. No. And I said, well, if I came back when the store is open, can you call the store? And they're like, the store is not open, so it doesn't matter. They were being really rude to me. 
And I said, okay, well, I had made this decision back in the toy aisle. I don't want them. Put them back. And so I didn't buy the titaniums. And I walked out of there. I'd taken some pictures on the shelf. I'm like, I'm not going to pay $100 for these titaniums when they may show up at Toys R Us for $17.49. Two days later, I'm back at Toys R Us seeing the $17.49. Go back to Walmart. There's my three titaniums. And I know they're mine because, first of all, like I said, they had only one of each. Second of all, they're stacked vertically instead of on display. And no human being would stack titaniums like that. Perhaps there's a robot. Or a ghost. Yeah. But this time, there's a little bit of a difference. It's the Friday before Memorial Day, and it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Now, I still don't have an ad. but And I know they don't have the ad in their binder, but the store Toys R Us is open. I just come from it. I'd seen the picture. I'm like, maybe I can appeal to their better nature, and they will call Toys R Us on the phone and say... Are you really having a sale on these? This guy's telling me you are. So I have nothing to lose except time. I go back up and try to check out again. Check out. Need to do a price match. Lady pulls out the binder. No Toys R Us ad. Getting a little bit of deja vu at this point. I am, and I'm fully prepared that it's going to end the same way. And I'm like, can you call the store? No, we're not allowed to call the store. Can I show you the online page? We're not allowed to take anything online. And the Friday before Memorial Day... They're crowded, and the lady behind the counter, I don't think she wanted to deal with me much more than those people at 5.30 in the morning did. And she's like, either you can pay full price, or I can call a CSR. Well, I want you to call the CSR. Yes, that was my answer. Which, of course, really angered the six people behind me in line at the express lane. I I would have to say, if I was behind you in the express lane, you would have heard some audible sighs. I did hear audible sighs. Perhaps even some comments. There were comments. And at least one or two Facebook or tweets about this because, oh, I would have been angry. I would have been staring you down. You would feel my eyes boring into your back. And I would, yeah, I wouldn't even bother being discreet about it. I only had six items, four toys, a Cosmo and a Dr. Pepper. Cosmo's not for me, so I don't know who you're buying that for. Maybe George Lucas is in it. But you're in the express lane and you just ask them to call a CSR. That's like a 30-minute ordeal. It's the express lane. Express, it means it's fast. You should have seen the lines at the non-express lane, and I had hoped it would be fast. I didn't realize it was indeed going to be me and that clerk shooting the breeze for about 25 minutes waiting for a CSR. And that's always an awkward conversation, isn't it? So, you got any weekend plans for Memorial Day? And then what did you talk about for 24 minutes? Finally, she realized that she was not going to stare me down on this CSR wait. And she goes, well... How much does Toys R Us have them for? Because she was going to just do it. But when I told her seventeen forty nine, she was like, oh, that's too much. I might get in trouble for that big of a drop. I don't have authorization to go because that's almost half off. I don't blame her. I'm not trying to scam her. I'm not trying to get her to break the rules. I said, ma'am, I don't want you to do anything that's going to get you in trouble. Let's wait for the CSR. Oh, aren't you so considerate? I was being very polite. I felt bad about the people in the express lane. Fortunately, they did open a new express lane because of me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's the Arnie Carvalho rule. (laughs) And so it was just via this lady waiting for the CSR. And I almost entered negotiation. If you can't do 1749, how far can you go? Can you do 2149? You know, but I didn't want to do that. I just decided to wait for the CSR. Finally, a CSR came. He looked at me. I guess I have an honest face. He's like, how much is it at Toys R Us? 1749. Ring the man up. That's all it took. Five seconds of the CSR time. 25 minutes of the clerk and me. Five seconds of the CSR time. Ring him up. I got the titaniums 
for $17.49 a piece, and I am very happy with that price point. Yeah, that's a good price. And It's about what they should cost. That's why Walmart's price match policy, it always does help if you have the ad. It's a good reason to save ads, although they don't do percentage matches. So like the buy one, get one half off they're doing this week at Toys R Us and Target, Walmart won't do that. You have to have a firm price. But the $17.49, I was able to get Walmart to do that price match and get this wave of titanium. So your mileage may vary lots and lots. But it was a good way to get those. I want to support the titanium line. I was hemming and hawing at the 30 because I want them to make new titaniums. I want to see a wave of Clone Wars titaniums. I want to see them doing a lot of these ships they're doing like Cad Bane, Xanadu Blood. That was one of the last ones they did. But some of these new ships they're featuring in the Clone Wars, I would love to see them in titaniums. But I wanted to support the line. I was able to support the line at a price that I can live with myself at. You're so silly. But I'd mentioned earlier in the day I was at Toys R Us. I actually found new figures at Toys R Us. I couldn't believe it. New vintage collection figures at Toys R Us. Are you sure? I'm positive. I had to check the numbers and everything. Yeah, because you sent me on this wild goose chase before, and I don't have a catchy name for this, but it's a syndrome where there's been so little new stuff come out that stuff that's really super duper old starts looking new to you again. <laughs> like that vintage carded sand trooper. I saw him this morning at the grocery store. I'm like, oh no, wait, he's not new. No, these were brand new figures. I must have gotten there a bit too late as they only had three new figures there, but I was happy to get the three I did. Now, I always get my carded ones from Brian's Toys because they come unpunched and I get that C9 guarantee. So I was happy to have some openers because the ones at Toys R Us obviously punched sitting on a peg, some damaged cards. I didn't care. It's nice to have openers and pretty much the only time I get openers anymore is when I'm able to find them at retail. Now these figures are from Vintage Wave 12. I know because just a couple days after that I got my box of Vintage Wave 12 from Vyan's Toys, so I had both carded and loose. The first one I found, Vintage 92, the realistic styled Anakin Skywalker Clone Wars figure. The card on it is obviously, it's that shot from episode three that was in the visual dictionary Mm -hmm. and all of the standard art where you had him. But now they photoshopped on a Clone Wars outfit with the shoulder armor and the more gauntlety gloves. It does not look like either Anakin whatsoever. No, it's neither Hayden Christensen, nor is it... The cartoon. The cartoon. It is funny because it's almost a halfway hair length. It's not as short as episode two hair. It's not as long as episode three hair. Mm -mm. Well, he had to grow it out. But taking away the face, I'm really happy with this figure. I really like the way the body looks in this realistic style. The fact that they muted down the colors a little bit really helps it fit in with the other figures we have. The combination of soft goods and plastics, the soft goods being his tabards and his below-the-waist cape, I think is a nice look. I like the way the gauntlets look on his hands. It comes with a lightsaber, both ignited and unignited. The weak point is the face. I also don't think they emphasized his scar enough on his eye. No, I don't think they did. I think his buckles could have been a little bit more pronounced because they are very pronounced there but on the picture on the card they are and on the figure they're not so much but 
it's a nice splitting the difference for this Clone Wars in the realistic style that Hasbro said they'd never, ever, 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 ever do. Did they use that many evers? I think if you strung them all together, yes. Ah. Because they've been asked eight times and they said never eight times. I like it because it just provides a way of having an approximation of that outfit on a realistic style. And here's the thing, that Anakin head, it doesn't look like either Anakin, but it looks like every other Anakin figure. <laughs> They've never done a tremendous Hayden likeness. No, and I think it's just the problem with humans. But no, I'm real happy with this figure. What's funny is, because they've been making the Clone Wars series of figures since 08 now, so four years of those figures, to me it's almost too realistic style. It's too muted. I'm like, oh, I think it should have some brighter colors to it. I think that the shoulders should be more silver. In the art on the package, it really looks like a silver is around his neck and for the shoulder armor, and on the figure, it's just kind of this boring gray. Mm -hmm. It's all one color, whereas it looks accented and painted in the picture for a vintage style figure i think i would have liked some more detailing like you mentioned i would have liked painted buckles i would have liked i think the buckles could have been better especially in the photo they used the buckles are very prominent Mm -hmm. a little extra paint would have gone a long way on this figure but it's not bad it's a good first step into clone wars in realistic style and the second figure i found at toys r us Vintage 93, a brand new Darth Vader figure from A New Hope. Now, I'll admit I had to do some digging, and thanks to Jedi Temple Archives, I know this is an entirely new sculpt because we've gotten so many Darth Vaders at this point, I have trouble telling them apart. I know the guys at Jedi Temple really love this figure. I've got to say I'm lukewarm on it. I'm not as in love with it. There's nothing that makes this stand out as a definitive Vader to me. No, and here's the thing. I know Hasbro's soft goods depend on whatever their Chinese factory can get at the time. This one is almost like see-through mesh. See, I can see you, Arnie. Yes. It just doesn't work because it looks like he's got, like, pantyhose on his back. <laughs> and it's... I know this is a problem with the soft goods. It is perhaps the most well-constructed cape as far as if it was a decent fabric, it would lay right because it's not too bulky in spots. It kind of flares out on the shoulders but i blame that on the fact of the type of the fabric they use because this would be a really great cape for vader if it would lay right it's just it's too flimsy it's see-through and honestly you could make a fantastic vader if you had it in you to put a little wire on the bottom mm -hmm. or on the sides it's a well-cut cape it but is. i agree it's the material just doesn't do it for me and it's not anchored to his neck so you could flip it around, and he's got like a little smock on instead, and he looks like a priest or a monk. But yeah, it missed the boat on this cape. Really did, because it's a great cape. It's got a great shape. It's not too big. It's not too small. It doesn't look like he's wearing his dad's cape. It doesn't look like Batman's cape. No, it doesn't. But then it's see-through. It's like naughty lingerie. <laughs> Maybe. The other thing that I wasn't happy about is the bubble that they put it in smushed his helmet. Now, I've got a carded one and the one I opened. On both of them, his helmet got pushed in at the bottom, and it looks like Cocker Spaniel ears instead of that wonderful Vader helmet flare that it should have. Is that what's wrong with this head then? Because I was sitting here thinking I, I wanted to tell you something's wrong with his head, but I can't put it, my finger on it. And in both cases, it's bent asymmetrically, Yep. but it comes right in at the bottom. I see that now. It's I wonder if if you really want to put your time and work into it, maybe a 
hairdryer or something to kind of push it out and over time it would bend back out. But the way it was carded on both samples I've seen, that helmet just comes in at the bottom and makes it look bad. And it is 100% a packaging flaw. The figure probably wasn't like this until it got shipped over in a boat in that package. But what I do like about the figure is the articulation. There's a lot of articulation to it. He's very poseable. He can go a number of different ways. I think this figure moves more than David Prowse did in 1977. (laughs) He does have a lot of articulation. I think he's a little bit thin also. Most of the Vader figures are, and I don't know why that is, but Vader wasn't overly muscular despite the fact that David Prowse was a bodybuilder. No, but Vader was imposing in his size, girth and height. But I think a lot of that's cinematography, too. It could have been. And I think in this case, yeah, even the vintage Vader figure, I've always thought, was really small-waisted. Whereas he just doesn't come off so tiny in the movie. But yeah, he's got a lot of articulation with the ball-jointed, I guess technically not ball-jointed, swivel-jointed, and then also fully rotating elbows and shoulders. Then the ball-jointed hips. Knees that twist and swivel, ankle articulation that is nice and tight so it's not like he's going to fall over if you look at him sideways the way a lot of figures with ankle articulation do. He only comes with one saber though and that's kind of a bummer. You don't get the deactivated hilt. I don't know, maybe I didn't need a deactivated hilt again for Vader, but when you're paying vintage figure prices, I've come to expect a level of quality from a vintage figure. You want the bells and whistles. I do. And on the previous figure, the Anakin, he came with the turned off saber hilt, but it doesn't have a way to attach to his belt. It doesn't have the little clip. It doesn't have the peg. It doesn't have the hole. Maybe he just holds it. Yeah, that's what he has to do is he has to hold it. Then the third figure I got, and while he is an opener, I haven't opened him yet because I don't have a mint on card one just yet, is Vintage 94, the Imperial Navy Commander. I'll just always refer to this guy, though. By what I read on a BBS in the 90s. Remember BBSs when you had to dial in with your modem and then you talked to eight other people and thought that was... That was the height of technology. Yeah, there was something rolling around a bunch of Star Wars jokes they used to have that referred to these guys as the dorky hat squad. And that is what I will forever think of him as with his little bowling ball helmet with the holes on the top and... This is a good figure, though, looking at it on the card. I really like the detail they've given the blaster. I like the detail they've given the helmet. And it's yet another one we can check off of the original 92 now on vintage card because back then he was Death Squad Commander and then Death Star Commander. and He's kind of spooky looking, but I think they always were anyway. You know, I don't know. They're kind of neat and fun. I just like having this figure. This was one of my first Star Wars figures that I got way back when. I just remember the card so well that to have a vintage version, a modern version of it is very cool. But then my Wave 12 continued as I got mine from Brian's Toys. But while I haven't opened these, again, my Brian's Toys figures are my mint on card collection. I really lucked out. I have ordered a number of these figures now from Amazon. Amazon? That's odd. It is, but I woke up Memorial Day morning to find Amazon had a number of figures, including Wedge and Nominor and several others, and it wasn't from an Amazon seller, which is what is often the case. You'll see Toink and Brian's Toys and all these sellers are there, and they just list on Amazon and sell, and the prices could be anything. These were directly from Amazon, 
for $12.99 a figure, which is circa MSRP. It's not extraordinarily higher than what I see. It's around Toys R Us pricing. Now, I am an Amazon Prime member, so that was $12.99 shipped. I'm curious what condition I'm going to get these in, but again, they're my openers. If you weren't an Amazon Prime member, buy two when you were getting free shipping, because $25 or up is free, takes two and a half weeks to get to you shipping on Amazon. <laughs> it does. Literally, they use a boat for the interior of the U.S. It goes up and down the Mississippi. It's like one of those duck boats. It just yes. slowly rolls to you. Yeah. Top speed of 30 miles an hour. I couldn't believe I got these figures at Amazon, but especially with Naminor and Wedge being such hard-to-find figures... I just jumped on it because I wanted to get them when I could. But looking at my Brian's Toys figures in the bubble, I won't be able to comment on the articulation. But we can comment on the sculpt. The figure I've really been looking forward to, figure 59, Nam Anor. They put the big character debut, never before offered as a figure. The Yuzen Vong from the New Jedi Order saga. And apparently from Crimson Empire 2, which I haven't actually read from Dark Horse according to the back of the card. This is a big figure. This is a bulky, muscular, sizable figure. See, I always have the trouble that when I do read the Star Wars novels, when I see them, because I, I imagine in my head what the characters look like, then I go look. This is not ever what I expected these guys to look like. It is kind of hard because they're described as ritual scarring, self-mutilating. Uh-huh. So you picture something. I picture it a little bit Hellraiser-ish, honestly. This guy looks like Bat Boy. You know Bat Boy from the National Enquirer? Oh, you mean the Register. Yeah, that's Bat Boy. Yeah. That kind of does look like Bat Boy now that look you say Look at the it. ears and the shape of the head. It's Bat Boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see what you're saying about Bat Boy. To me, he looks very much like an orc from Lord of the Rings in the face. I wish they'd included his mask, and if it's in there, it's hidden under his soft goods cape. I don't think it's in there, because the art on the card has him wearing this, like, death's head mask. I think that's one of the masks that they have. Maybe it's just not. It looks like he's got a skull face and a fleshy eyes but the more i look at it i think maybe that's supposed to be his face there because it's got the tattoos on it yeah hard to tell from the art it does look like he has a soft goods cloak that pulls up i love the detail on the body though i like the muscular abs he's got going i like all the spikes off his armor it's been a long time since i've read vector prime i'm forgetting the name of his staff that comes to life but i don't remember i only read it once It's been several years, but I actually really like that figure. Honestly, I'm going to say, what really hits me where I live with Star Wars is when they do new characters, be it from the movie or from the EU. And so versus Darth Vader number 94, and I think that's both its vintage number and the number of Vaders that they've released. (laughs) I was wondering about that, exactly how many Vaders... I really like having this, and especially since they did the Yuz and Vong from Nathan P. Butler's comic pack. Now we have Naminor to go with the Yuz and Vong. I think it's a great addition to the vintage collection. But it doesn't always have to be a new figure. A good upgrade, a figure in desperate need of an upgrade, always happy to get that as well. Like Dr. Evazon. Evazon. He did need an upgrade. Oh yeah, I mean, we got him in the Power of the Force 2 3-pack with Ponda Baba and Obi-Wan, and he was a terrible, terrible figure. Looked bad, moved worse. A figure that really needs an upgrade on my display shelf. 
when I get it up. And <laughs> they're building it right now. Yes. Literally. And I'm real happy to be getting this Dr. Evazan. Now, he's a character who it wasn't really until they started making toys that I got a real good grasp on his deformities. I knew he looked messed up, but only watching pan and scan VHS copies for the longest time, I never could get a good look at the guy. Here, we get him on a vintage card, which is a great way to see the makeup on Dr. Evazan from that cantina scene. He doesn't like you. Well, I do like him. I like his figure a lot. You know, and the nice thing about the cantina, and I know this is going to come off, I don't want this to come off wrong, but it's kind of dark in there, so it's a little more forgiving if it's not exact. You yes. know what I mean? I know exactly what you're saying. I never paid attention to what his body looked like before. He just looks like a scummy bus driver or something. And speaking of his body, they gave him some weird chest hair thing they going did on. i noticed that he's got like a pot belly and chest hair it's kind of weird and odd and honestly his chest hair looks like if you've ever had a stale eraser on a number two pencil and when you try to erase yes, it doesn't it erase it smears yeah yeah it looks like a smeared number two pencil on his chest but that's only when i'm looking at him this close up he's gonna be great to set up in a cantina diorama picking on luke for being in the wrong place at the wrong time Figure 58 that came in the wave, Isla Sakura from Revenge of the Sith, the card again showing her posed photography put against the Felucia. This figure, I really need to get my opener to judge because all I can see on her is that she's got a big soft goods cape, two fingers extended in a very awkward position that look like she's about to say, just try to relax. Yeah, turn your head and cough maybe is what... No, not quite turn your head and cough. That's something else. I know you're not a boy, so you don't understand all these things. <laughs> Look, if your doctor slaps on a glove and puts some lube on, it's time to be worried. Or if Isla Sakura is coming to you and doing that. Yes. I don't remember her pulling any Jedi mind tricks in Revenge of the Sith, but she's got the big cloak on, so I can't really see her body underneath. All I can tell is it's got a soft goods cloak that looks like so many other of the Jedi soft goods cloaks. It's nice to see Isla Sakura being modest for a change, <laughs> covering up a little bit. Oh, who am I kidding? I prefer it when she doesn't, but... <laughs> She does come with the lightsaber hilt and the fully ignited lightsaber. That is a giant lightsaber hilt, though, that she comes with. It is very large, yes. It's very long, and it's not because she's a smaller figure. It's just large compared it's, to the others. It's got girth. I mean, it's big around. It, it is, and I just it's so much bigger than the others. Yeah, I mean, I'm comparing it to Darth Vader's hilt. It's much bigger than Vader's. It's a good twice as thick as Vader's. And probably a quarter again as long. I wouldn't tell Vader that. Think he'll get lightsaber envy? Yes, I think he will. Figure 95, Luke Skywalker in the Hoth outfit. A really good Mark Hamill likeness on this one. We were talking earlier about the faces, but maybe because there's no hair involved, it's just a face. I look at it and I can really see a little bit of Mark Hamill in that. You're right. You kind of can in this. I'm... Really surprised by that. And you know what? They did a good job making the outfit look bulky on him without using soft goods. Mm -hmm. That's really something that they've not been too successful at before, but you can tell that's a bulky quilt quilted outfit. You're right. It reminds me a lot of the vintage figures where they had those thick legs to represent mm -hmm. the padding and the thick arms. Only here you've got them with some more articulation in them. He comes with a Blastech blaster. Looks like a DL-44 to me. I don't remember him using a DL-44. 
the reason I know it's the DL-44 is it's Han's gun, okay? He's holding Han's gun. I don't know why he has Han's gun. <laughs> Does have the lightsaber and the peg hole on his belt so you can dangle the saber from his belt or have him carry it. And a nice mask so you can have him fully goggled out with semi-translucent goggles so he would possibly be able to see through them. I have no qualms about this figure. I like it quite a bit. I like all the detailing and the padding. I like there's no soft goods. I'm far more a fan of sculpted plastic than soft goods, especially for the reasons we've discussed earlier about how they don't always lay right. So I'm glad they went plastic on the scarf. I think that's the way to go sometimes. If you can't, And they have no control whether it's done right, but I think that was the way to go on this one. A figure I didn't feel needed an upgrade, but I'm really happy with it. Also in this wave, we get Kithaba, the skiff guard formerly known as Barada in the Vintage Collection. Another all-new figure, and really another impressive figure. I'm so happy with the body on this figure, the way they did his outfit, the way they put the pockets and the pouches on him. They did a really good job on this alien face. It's pretty decent. Considering that... In Return of the Jedi, some of the costumes were kind of iffy, where they look like padded costumes instead of actual aliens and characters like some of the other movies. Not too bad. And I at first thought that his skin tone was off. I thought he should be greener because of the picture on the card. But then Jedi Temple Archives had a photo from the movie. He's actually far more brown in the movie than that photo they used, which is from the Power of the Force 1 vintage card <laughs> series leads me to believe. So it's actually more movie accurate than the photo that comes with it. So I like him. If I'm lucky enough to run across a spare, though, I might actually get one to do a little bit of a green wash on. It would be a very easy custom. Even I could do it. Are you sure? And give him just a little bit more of an olive paint and give him the red bandana because he's got a brown bandana on like he did in the movie. But the card he comes with has the red bandana. And I think that would be a very cool partner to have with him. I would love to see that customed up. Then the final figure in the wave, and one that I have to admit, Clone Midia has set in, and I'm just kind of... Going through the motions? Yeah, it's figure number 60, the 501st clone. It's a repaint of the previous clone trooper body we got with a 2005 helmet on it. I do like the weathering they've put on the stripes down his sides and front where it's not just solid stripes. It looks like he's been through some mm -hmm. damage. He's not factory new. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to report, at least on the one I got from Brian's Toys, the helmet does match the body. Neither is more yellow than the other yet. Maybe I'll go back in three months and... Well, they're different plastics, probably. They are. Yeah. And the helmets have been yellowing tremendously on these vintage figures. But it's another clone. I don't have a whole lot to say. I was real happy with the clones we were getting back at the Revenge of the Sith era. These obviously have a lot more articulation on them, which is cool. But that's when we really started getting our super articulated clones was Revenge of the Sith and Attack of the Clones eras when articulation really took off with these figures anyway. I'll admit, though, I would buy some of these if they would ever show up at Walmart and go down to $4 like so many of last year's clones have. <laughs> So those are the new figures I got from Brian's Toys. Now, at Brian's Toys right now, Wave 12 is sold out as a wave. If you're not in the one of every figure club and just want to purchase the wave, they do have a few individual figures left, but they do have Wave 13 up for pre-order. Again, if you want them with the C9 guarantee that you don't even have if you order by the case, you never know if it might come damaged or 
anything like that. So you can pre-order that now at Brian's Toys. Also at Brian's Toys, that new G.I. Joe movie. I know it's not Star (laughs) Wars, but G.I. Joe, Hasbro. We know we have a lot of listeners who cross over. I know Jerry, who does the Vintage Viewpoint and co-hosts with Dan a couple weeks ago, was really upset because he's a big Joe fan. And the movie got pushed till next March from next month. But Brian's Toys does have the toys available. So if you wanted your G.I. Joe retaliation toys, head over to Brian's Toys right now. Or if you want to spend a little more, you can buy what is one of my favorite items in my entire collection. Brian's Toys has one in stock. I remember when I bought this, I was out of work. Money was tight, tight, tight. But I wanted it so badly, I'd missed it first chance around on Master Replicas. Found one on eBay. So glad I did. It is the Master Replicas Mace Windu Signature Edition Lightsaber. So not only are you getting Samuel L. Jackson's authentic signature, but this is different from the limited edition one because the signature edition actually used gold for the gold accents, whereas the rest was just gold-colored plating. So this actually has some gold on it. Consider it an investment. You see the way the price of gold is going (laughs) in the market. Well, you can get a little bit of gold with the Mace Windu Signature Edition Saber. It is $11.99, and that's not $11.99, but it is, truthfully, I'll quote Ferris Bueller, if you have the means, I highly recommend picking one up. It is always in the top five items of my entire collection. It, my Han Carbonite, my Master Replicas Falcon, the Code 3 X-Wing Marjorie gave me, and the Icon Saber I wore at our wedding. Those are always my top five that circle round and round. And I just love that Mace Windu Saber so much. And it's a harder to find piece. So you can get one now at Brian's Toys. And next up, we have Steve, the Ginger Prince, who will be at Celebration with his lovely wife, Suzanne. Greetings all, this is Steve the Ginger Prince, and like the Empire, I'm striking back today with another UK report. It's been rather dead on the action figure front in and around Manchester of late, with the Phantom Menace wave of the vintage collection still occupying most of the three and three quarter inch pegs. So the lovely Suzanne and I have had to turn away from the traditional hunting grounds of Toys R Us and Forbidden Planet to get our kicks. Starting a couple of weeks ago on the May Day bank holiday, when we took a trip to the 5th annual Star Wars Fun Day at Burnley Football Club. This was our third visit to this family-centred day in as many years. But this time, two things hit us straight away. Firstly, they'd only gone and put the prices up, with entry for the day now standing at £6. Too pricey. They could just about justify £3 per person. But double that, too expensive, guys. Secondly, the event is outgrowing its home. With well over 1,000 people crushed into the rather small space provided, it would be a squeeze. But add to that around 20 vendors, loads of circulating costume characters, 10 Star Wars actors at autograph tables, a laser maze, kids' activity tables, and a model-making display. It was claustrophobic in there. We toured the vendor stalls first and were pleased to see our friend Nick from Three Darth's Collectibles there. He had one of each left of the three Sandstorm deleted scenes figures and a vintage collection Barry Sophie. But the bad news was that he'd already sold them for £10.99 each and was simply holding them for the purchaser. 
Trying to help, he told us that he had brought a number of the deleted scenes wave, including General Kraken and the Mon Cal Rebel pilot with him that morning, but that one of the other vendors, Hunter Toys, had bought a number of them and still had them. The terrible news was that they were selling them for a third markup at £15 a figure. Now, there was no way I was paying 15 quid for each of these five figures, even though I desperately need to pick them up. What I did do was take a little walk over to Hunter Toys and ask them if they would be prepared to sell them at a more reasonable price. Their response? They'd sell them to me for more than £15 if I wanted. We don't need their kind of scum in the toy selling business. So that was that. We'd drawn a blank on the toy front. And it didn't look positive on the autograph front either. Yes, 10 Star Wars actors in attendance at an event of this size is impressive, but they appear to be the same set of actors that have been appearing at the last four or five cons in the UK. And to be honest, there was little point in me getting yet another David Prowse signature or spending another five minutes listening to Barry Holland bitch about his fellow guests. After checking the familiar faces in attendance, I realised there was one John Hancock not in my collection, that of Jabba the Hutt sculptor John Coppinger. I wasn't sure how I had avoided meeting John up until that point, because I've definitely been in the same room as him on more than one occasion. John didn't just sculpt Jabba, he actually portrayed Podrace attendee Graxol Kelvin in episode 1, and seeing as it is the year of the Phantom Menace 3D, and Kelvin is one of my favourite action figures due to his outrageous height, I thought I'd get John to sign a picture of him for me. John talked about how he'd first seen Doug Chang's concept drawing of Kelvin, and after expressing his love of it, Doug asked him to sculpt it. Jerome Blake, the face behind Newt Gunray, was originally intended to play Kelvin, but it was played by Coppinger after someone realised that Blake was in another costume, and therefore unavailable. John also showed me some of his artwork and was kind enough to sign a print of one of his Jabba sketches for me. Back at home and in front of the computer, I decided I'd check out Play.com and see if they'd updated their Star Wars offerings. And to my delight, they had, wanting to send me straight into the kitchen. I think we were all thrilled with the quality of the Kota Bakia Carbonite Han and R2-D2 ice cube trays last year. And as soon as I heard there were more designs on the way, I was in there. Well, Play had all of the new designs on at £9.99 each, so they all made their way into my shopping cart. I bought the orange Millennium Falcon tray, the yellow X-Wing tray, and the grey Stormtrooper helmet tray. There are only two Falcons in the orange tray making massive ice cubes. More sensibly sized, the X-Wing ice cubes are. But also way more delicate, and I couldn't get them out before snapping a wing off. By far the best ice cube trays are the Stormtrooper helmets, and they'll be a regular feature in Suzanne's rum and cokes from now on. Whilst in my domestic goddess mode, I thought I'd also pick up the Darth Vader baking tin that Play had on at £7.99, and the resulting chocolate cake brought a taste of the dark side to tea time for sure. And what's better to accompany a cup of tea and a piece of cake that tastes like Sith? Why, a good book of course. And my latest trip to Waterstone's bookshop allowed me to pick up the cutest little tome that I'd been alerted to by my good friend Paul. Darth Vader and Son, a book by Geoffrey Brown costing £9.99 and published by Chronicle Books, is more of a collection of cartoons than a story, and is worth picking up for the art alone. Yes, the one-liners in it, charting the Dark Lord of the Sith's difficulty in being a single father and raising a tousle-haired young Jedi, are amusing, but it's the art that's the real winner here. I highly recommend picking this cute little volume up as soon as you can, folks. And with that, I better get going. The last piece of chocolate cake is calling me. Thank you, Steve. 
And we look forward to Steve and Suzanne at our party at Celebration. Last year, they got to cut the cake. They did. It was a lot of fun. Now, this week, we promised a review of some of the items that I had waiting on our doorstep when we got back from our vacation, including, oh, I couldn't have been more excited, the Sideshow Premium Format Han Solo in Carbonite statue or premium format figure. It's really more statue than figure. <laughs> Is Han and Carbonite articulated? Well, he does have some cool features, glowing up LEDs, and I know about this because when I opened mine up, well, right there was the circuitry. Uh-oh. Yes, it happened again. No! I opened up my- Uh-uh! I know, I know, I wanted to review it for this week, I took it out, I put it up on the photo desk, and I'm like, oh, what's this piece that's in two pieces? Oh, that should be one of the side panels for Han, it should go right there. In short, it looks really nice, and I bet if it were all one piece like it should be, it would be great. But I have an email to send to Sideshow. The base did come in good condition, but Han himself did suffer some damage. I thought he should be quite well protected, but I guess not. One of, it's just one of the side panels came off, but I do think the whole piece will need to be replaced. That side piece is in two pieces, the little bit. But great detail on that piece, but we'll do a full review when I have one that is undamaged. Sideshow, I, I really had hoped it was okay, because I don't pay for Sideshow's extra, you get your box in mint condition feature. And when I got mine, there was a big dent in the UPS shipper box. I opened it up, there's a big dent in the internal box, but I'm like, they put so much styrofoam, I'm sure it's okay. No, it wasn't okay. I'm sorry. I just can't believe my luck. Hopefully I don't have to wait for it to come over on a boat this time. So when I get my replacement from Sideshow, we'll let you know. Maybe I'll get the fun of smashing this one open. Sometimes they ask me to send it back. Sometimes they ask me to smash it. So maybe I'll get to smash this one. We'll let you know. Also, we promised a winner for Barron's giveaway. And congrats to Sean K on the forums who won an autographed Kessel Run print from hmm. artist William Silvers. That's very cool. So congrats, just send Master Collectimall a PM on the forums with your shipping information. That's our show for this week. We'll be back next week and we'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. You can find even more Star Wars coverage at our sister podcast, Republic Forces Radio Network, where we review each episode of the Clone Wars cartoon series. You can find that show at republicforces.com. If you're into Star Wars novels, check out the Star Wars Action News book club, where we read and review all the Star Wars novels. That podcast is at swactionnews.com. We want your feedback and suggestions for Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at swactionnews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at swactionnews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can be on Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at swactionnews.com. All materials submitted become the property of Star Wars Action News and are subject to use on our show. You can help support Star Wars Action News by using the affiliate links on our homepage when shopping online. 
We would also appreciate it if you spread the word about Star Wars Action News by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, or just tell a friend about the show. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can also cast a vote for us each month at Podcast Alley. Links to both can be found on our homepage at SWActionNews.com. For more Star Wars collecting, please visit YakFace.com and JediTempleArchives.com, and we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. The Star Wars Action News team is website designed by Jason, associate produced and announcements by Brock, reporters Jerry, Dan, Steve, and Justin, graphic design by Chris, and podcast enhancement by Barrett. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all the Star Wars universe contains is trademarked and copyright Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. Until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Star Wars Action News is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2012, all rights reserved.